Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. We've been talking about national rent controls on this channel for the last week or so. This story popped up that I think definitely applies. So if you're a renter or you're a landlord, you're a real estate investor, or even if you're a homeowner, I think that this story is extremely important. So let's go right to the article and kind of think this through, connect the dots. So this article is in the LAist, which is an LA magazine or newspaper, something like that. Title, what renters can expect now that COVID era tenant protections have been extended. So the city I was referring to in the title is Los Angeles. Shocker. But I think this is actually LA County. I should have said which county. And let's for a moment, let this sink in here. So COVID started, let's just say three years ago, three years ago. And I would say that it pretty much the impacts of the Cervasa sickness itself ended really, you know, end of 2021 when the, the last scariant came out. Now, of course, the impacts from the government's response to the Cervasa sickness, we will be living with for a long, long time. But as far as just the Cervasa sickness itself, okay, so let's keep in mind that in 2021 and in 2022, we had an extremely tight labor market, arguably the tightest labor market we have ever seen. The biggest discrepancy between the number of people looking for work and the number of jobs available. In other words, there was this many jobs available and this many people looking for a job. And that delta was at an all-time high. So said another way, 2021 and 2022 was the easiest time potentially in American history <laughs> to get a job. Now, you may say, oh, George, well, the jobs weren't good. I, listen, I don't care. I, I, I'm so, I, I just have zero time for people who say that woe is me, you know, no matter how hard I work, I, there's just no way I can possibly pay rent. I think that's just utter nonsense. And just, it's, it's a complete loser mentality. And so going into the article here, because it's not just the fact that they're extending this eviction moratorium or these renter protections, if you will. It's, it's what type of message this is sending. Let's read this article, and, and you'll understand what I'm talking about here. Ever since the onset of the surveys sickness, it's been hard for some folks across Los Angeles to pay rent every month. Okay, does that mean that we need the government? So basically what you're saying there. Now, let's exclude the fact that the government came in and didn't allow people to go to work. So that's a completely separate topic. You know, should be people, uh, should they be compensated for that? I think there's an argument. Uh, should they, uh, should the businesses be compensated that the government forced to close? I think there's an argument. There's a, de a definitely a debate there. Um, but should we allow them not to pay rent? I mean, I, I think that's, and, and then taking it a step further, should we allow them to not have to pay rent three years later. So here's another layer to this insanity. If they've just extended this 
right? Meaning that they just made this decision like a week ago or something, and they extended it another three months, something like that. What What is going to change between now and three months from now to where they will then say, okay, well, now you've had plenty of time to pay your rent, and we're going to have to give you some tough love and take away these benefits. I mean, no. <laughs> why, why would they do that? If they're not going to do it now, three years later, then why would they do it in three months? So I, I think that's a, a big part of this whole story, something that we need to think through. But let's go back to what I was saying initially here. It's been hard, and I, I'm reading from the article. It's been hard for some folks across LA County to pay rent. Again, so now what we're doing, the the metric that we're using as to whether or not we should make people pay rent is, is it hard for them? If it's hard for them, well, then obviously they shouldn't have to pay rent. And so why would you just stop at rent? Like, why wouldn't we have an a, a repo for bar, uh, moratorium on cars? I mean, hey, if it's hard for you to make your car payment, then obviously you shouldn't have to make it. And what else? It's hard to go to the gym. So what should we do about that? Should we just exercise for people? Should we have the government hire people to exercise for people that are too lazy to exercise because it's hard? And I mean, that, that may sound ridiculous, but go back four years and this would have sounded just as ridiculous. But yet here we are. So number one, it's if it's not going to stop now, when is it ever going to stop? And number two, it's are we just going to pay for everyone that, that says it's hard for them to make a payment for anything? And see, the, the main problem here, it, it, and this is the going back to the cost-benefit analysis that we should have been doing if this was really about you know health and science and all those things that they said it was. The cost-benefit here is, okay, well, if you give people free money, and if you allow them not to pay their rent, then they build their life around these subsidies. And it gets to the point where you can never take away the subsidy. And I think that's pretty much where LA is right now. And unfortunately, I think that this is, could be, it's definitely the direction the federal government is going. Now there's state governments that are not going down this path, thank goodness. But but the federal government definitely is leaning in this direction, to say, say the least. So back in 2020, the city of LA put into place some provisions to protect renters from eviction in case of non-payment due to Cerveza sickness distress. And how they define that? Well, you just say that you're distressed. So why would anyone not say they're distressed? (laughs) I mean, it's just so stupid. You know, this is stupidity at the level of having to wear a mask on a plane. And I've had, I experienced this, you know, because I've been traveling so much. And you just sit there and you're like, okay, a paper mask, which is arguably worthless, in a plane where they've got all of the um, air that's being filtered, okay, then what you're doing is you're allowing people to just take it off when they drink and eat as if the cerveza sickness somehow takes a time out as long as you're eating. And, and then it's so you sit there and you're looking around all these people, half of them are wearing, half of them aren't, half of them, and they're wearing masks that are arguably worthless. And then you realize that the only reason that we're doing this is because we're we're just, we're we're living 
we're, we're allowing ourselves to be part of someone else's delusion. That and and, and we're in that person that or entity people that are living in this delusionary world that doesn't exist. They're the ones that, for whatever reason, are making the rules. And see, this is what we have to push back against, right? And and this uh, this article is, I think, another example of that level of insanity, just like the, the masks on the plane, but yet you can take them off when you drink and you can take them off when you eat. And then you just, it's just, it makes no sense whatsoever. But yet people go along with everyone on that plane, including the workers, know that this is stupid, that this is ridiculous, but yet they all just go along with it. They all just allow themselves to be part of, of some whack job or, you know, the using the entity of the people that are have some sort of ulterior motive because obviously they're not following any type of science, no protocol, this isn't about health. So there's some sort of ulterior motive where the entity that's making the rules is trying to achieve some sort of objective and the people that are playing the game all know that it's ridiculous, but yet they do it anyway. And it's the same thing that we're doing here or they are doing in Los Angeles with this rent stuff. It, it's You just have to wonder when society just says, no, no, the, the emperor obviously has no clothes. Wearing a mask in a plane when no one's wearing it because they're eating. That's stupid. No, I'm not going to do this. It's, it's, it's how far do you have to push society to the point where they, 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 they get upset enough about this to push back? And I think that's the big question because maybe society has become so soft that they just won't push back. I don't know. Obviously, we do everything on this channel to try to encourage people to think this stuff through. But I guess maybe there's an argument for, you know, testosterone levels, as an example, are half of what they were, call it, 30, 40 years ago. So, I mean, that in and of itself, if you're a male, you understand that when your testosterone goes down by half, you don't feel like pushing back against the man as much, right? You don't have that motivation. You don't have that drive. So, I mean, that may be kind of funny, but I think that's definitely a part. And you have to ask yourself why the testosterone levels have gone down. My main point here is that society is allowing themselves to just play in this game of, of hypochondria. Or I think more realistically, this game where there's this ulterior motive, where the ulterior motive is to condition people. And they're just willingly going through this conditioning process. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level.
getting back to the article. In recent months, city and county officials have wrestled with the decision of when to finally end these protections. And you know darn well there's not one cost-benefit analysis that includes people becoming dependent on these subsidies. After a back and forth, the date was set for January 31st. That meant that starting the week of February 1st, tenants would have to pay their full rent or face eviction. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Tenants actually have to pay their rent. The expiration would put some 226,000 households in the region at risk. So again, let's ask the question, are these 226,000 households not going to be at risk in three months? And if you keep extending these programs, my guess is they're going to be more than 226. So if there's 226 now, and that's the reason you extend it, then if there's 230 in three months, you're not going to extend it again? I mean, this is like the debt ceiling, for heaven's sakes. So just one week before the deadline, the L.A. Board of Supervisors agreed Tuesday to extend rent protections for an additional two months. Now, here's something that's that's interesting, and I'm not saying that it played a part in the decision, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. In the final vote, three supervisors, Lindsay Horvath, Hilda Solis, Janice Hahn, voted in favor of two-month extension. Supervisors Catherine Barger voted against it, and Supervisor Holly Mitchell abstained. So we've got five supervisors that are voting on this, and every single one of them is female. And three, the majority, voted in favor of this. Now, I'm not saying that uh, women, obviously you have to judge people based on their, as an individual. But I am saying that on a broad spectrum, a balance of probabilities, women as a whole are going to be more, let's say, empathetic. It just is what it is, right? You can say, oh, well, I've got a friend that's not empathetic. Okay, fine, right? That's that one person, and that's why we should judge people as individuals. But as a whole, generally speaking, women are more empathetic than men. So if you got five gals here doing this, and assuming they could lean a little more empathetic, usually, and you say, well, George, one of them voted against it. Yeah, but it's been in place for three years because of these five women. <laughs> three years. I mean, come on. Come on. So I think that that's, you know, the more, you know, my buddy Rolo talks about this all the time. So does Rich Cooper. But I do think it's it's interesting, and it's something we should allocate mental bandwidth to is, is if we have more and more women in uh, government positions, I'm not saying that's bad, not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying it'll be different. It'll be different. And if you believe that's the direction we are headed, I think you should ask yourself how that changes things over the long run. And maybe should I adjust my portfolio accordingly? Moving on. The board is pledged to provide more relief to local landlords protest more really so let's uh, we're going back to mask insanity world here just for a moment so what they're doing is they're saying okay the renters don't have to pay rent but we'll just go ahead and pay the renters rent to the landlords and we'll just say that that's at the expense of the taxpayer and this probably won't cause any economic distortions long run that we'll ever have to worry about i mean can we at least get some women in here that understand economics, for heaven's sakes, just, or that even understand a cost-benefit analysis? Men, women, boys, children, girl, anyone. 
I would take a, a, a I would take a ten year old that understood a cost benefit analysis over any one of these adults. I mean, it, 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 and it's just like again going back to that plane example. Like you could ask a ten year old if, if wearing a mask half the time on a on a plane is going to do anything, and they say no, no, of course not. But yet we've got adults saying that this is what we need to do. It's, 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 we've moved into this world where children, you know, you always say that you respect your elders and that they're very wise and you can learn from people that have more life experience. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's the complete opposite. The younger you are, in fact, it's, it's, (laughs) obviously I'm exaggerating here, guys, but you see what I'm saying. It's like almost the younger you are, the, the, the more common sense you have. Because you haven't been brainwashed by the schools and and the political and the political insanity that seems to be popular and whatever entities are pushing this narrative, you haven't been jaded, you haven't been brainwashed, and therefore your thinking is most likely much more clear at the age of ten than it would be as a forty-year-old in Los Angeles County. Then it said, "I like this." It says, to better understand how we got to this point and what might happen next on this issue, read David's guide for everything renters need to know. Figuring out the rules tailored to your situation can be convoluted. You don't say. When the government comes in and messes with the free market and tries to say people don't have to pay rent and that they'll give subsidies to tent to uh, landlords and it's it's there's red tape, there's bureaucracy. I can see how that would be con- convoluted, to say the least, which is another problem that in addition to the massive bureaucracy that they have in California, let's just add another layer to that. And now that we added, and, you know, where does that end, right? It ends with a collapse of government and a collapse of society, which is obviously where California is going and where the federal government is trying to take us. That's really the bottom line here. How ironic is this? More news, parentheses, after you stop hitting the snooze button. Isn't that ironic that that, that their readers are so lazy that not only are they not having to pay, that they are not only are they not paying rent, um, but they understand their target demographics so well that they just assume that they hit the snooze button over and over and over again um, because they're just <laughs> they're just that inept or they're just that irresponsible or just that flat out lazy. Wow, that says a lot right there. That probably sums up the whole article and all of Los Angeles for that matter and California. All right, there you go. So main takeaway here, guys, is if you don't want to pay rent ever again in your life, just simply move to California. And uh, just let us know how that goes. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you on the next video.